The capital region has been raising awareness around Norlite, the aggregate facility in Cohoes, New York, from which fine silica dust blows off and into the surrounding area for many years. Exposure to this dust can cause serious health risks. The latest group to call Norlite to task is Nerds Against Norlite, which uses Twitter as its platform. This group wants to remain anonymous, but I have one of the members on the phone with me right now. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. It's a pleasure to be here. What can you tell us about Nerds Against Norlite? So we're just a, a student group, a bunch of students in various majors. Many of us haven't even had experience with activism before this, but when we learned about the things that Norlite's been doing, we felt like we had to act. We had to do something. And we felt like this was the best way that we could. And how did you learn about Norlite? Are you from the area? Did you learn about it through newspapers or through uh, studies? It was, it was word of mouth mostly. Um, it started out when one of the folk on our team learned about the work that David Bond and his team at Bennington had done. From there, it's the kind of story that when you hear about it, it doesn't seem real, right? It seems like a shale aggregate plant poisoning a city from the heart of it, from, from downtown. It doesn't seem possible. So we did a lot more research into it, and everything we found just made it worse and worse. And we felt like we needed to act. I wonder where that comes from, this idea that our world is not filled with facilities of this sort. Do you feel like, who has the power around narratives that we feel like facilities like this no longer exist? Well, I mean, I feel like Norlight has made a very concerted effort to try to make sure that it doesn't seem like that's what they're doing. They don't mention toxic waste disposal anywhere on their community page or their website. They don't talk about the adverse effects or the many uh, EPA violations that they've come to task over in recent years. They mostly control their brand perception and their pay folks very well to do that. So we figured that since they didn't have a Twitter account, we'd make one for them and we'd help them with their brand perceptions honestly. Let's go more into that. How are you acting? You said you needed to act. So how do you do that? Well, we noticed that they didn't have a Twitter account. We, we saw that they had a really kind of lacking web presence. And coming from RPI, we had a set of skills that was suitable to build them something like that. So we made a Twitter account, we filled it with tweets, we made a website, and we filled it with the truth. And we used their name because they're not going to say it, but it's what needs to be said. It's what's right. And we figured that if we could entertain people along the way, we could make the message spread a little bit farther, maybe make some people who've been in a really rough position because of Norlite's actions have a laugh or two. So what reactions have you been getting? I know that the Norlite facility has tried to counteract the work that you're doing. Yeah, what actions have taken place since this Twitter account has gained some, uh, some momentum? Well, it really was kind of surprising how long it took for Norlite to realize that we had made a Twitter account for them. 
eventually they did, and they posted a notice of impersonation on their website, which I thought was absolutely adorable, because we linked to their website on the Twitter account. They have said that they've tried to remove us from Twitter. They haven't reached out to us on any platforms through any communication channels. We've made that information very public, and they haven't given us any response there, but they have since spun up their own Twitter account using the same logo treatment that we did for theirs, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> so the platform of Twitter, why is this a tool for activism? And with Elon Musk now overseeing the platform, is the efficacy changing? We actually uh, did some research into the platform as well when we were getting started. And Twitter was originally a tool for activists. It was designed to have short messages that were easily relayed and nearly impossible to suppress. And in that way, it still does its job really well. Uh, I think that it will exist in some capacity for as long as there is a need. It might not be called Twitter, and it might not be run by Elon Musk, but something like it will always be around. Do you consider the work that you're doing performance art or artistic activism? From the beginning, we were trying to make sure that what we were doing was trying to raise awareness more than trying to center it on ourselves. We were trying to build up something that felt like it was for Norlight as opposed to for us. We're going more after artistic activism than performance art, but mostly because we're just, we're just a bunch of students. We're just trying to give people a laugh and raise awareness about a serious problem. <laughs> Why is laughter an effective tool in activism? Oh, it, it's, it's the cognitive dissonance. It's the moment of, wait a second, what? It's the moment where you see a tweet from a lightweight shale aggregate that is just 28 copies of the capital letter A. And you say, that's not real, is it? <laughs> and that moment, that moment of, of, wait a minute, what, what are you doing? That moment is beautiful. Because in that moment, people can realize mistakes or make changes. People can see something differently. They have to. And that's what we're trying to go after. Where does some of the inspiration for Nerds Against Norlight come from? Uh, are there other examples of this type of activism that you look to for inspiration? Absolutely. Uh, this is a kind of activism that has a very storied history. We've watched several documentaries as a group. We've seen several spoof websites and different political actions following this vein. But really the biggest inspiration for us was the group Lights Out Norlight, seeing the people on the ground making the difference in person, risking whatever retaliation Norlight could levy against them. This is a company that has seriously injured people just for living too close. And a lot of us were worried about what they'd do if we kicked the hornet's nest. But it was really inspiring to see the work that Lights Out Norlight has been doing in the face of that. So what do you want to see from here, from the people who live in the area, from our government officials, from Norlight? Do you have an objective? 
I think mostly what we were just trying to do was raise a little bit of awareness and give people a laugh. I think we've succeeded at both, at least to a certain extent. Although our, our wildest dream was that someone from Norlight would take notice of it and respond to us. And that happened several times. They actually, they actually brought out uh, a representative to discuss just how fake this was and how they'd reported us to Twitter because it was obviously fake. And it was, it was a delightful read. <laughs> but really, the goal here was just to tell people about it in a way that we thought would carry. So nerds against Norlate are on Twitter primarily, or um, can you give us your Twitter account so listeners can follow along? And are there other ways to follow along with the work that you're doing? Absolutely. Uh, we are on Twitter at Norlite AGG, uh, which is Norlite's real company name. We're also available at Norlite.community. Thank you so much for joining us on Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you very much for having me.